Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio. We are your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris, broadcasting live as always from lovely and getting rather warm Austin, Texas. Julie, my dear, welcome to today's radio show. And we have a very cool topic today, something that I think you selected because we are getting a lot of folks wanting us to discuss this on the show, the seven-step listing process. So, Julie, welcome to today's podcast. That's right. Yes, thank you. And it has been a special request, so I think we're going to have some fun with this. Seems like such a simple thing, you know, to just have a listing process in the first place. That, you know, that's important in itself. But I created this uh, basic podcast series to show them that, yeah, there's seven steps, and any one of them is a black hole of either confusion or potentially dropped ball that can and oftentimes does lose you the listing. So we're going to be fairly detailed, but also have a little bit of fun with this and point out that not only having a system, but following it and being very detailed and careful will save you time when you get there and make for a much more pleasant experience, both for yourself and for your listing prospects. So I think it'll be a good show. Okay. So you have some shout outs first, some folks you'd like to acknowledge, I think from our private Facebook page, correct? Yes, I do. Starting off with Miss Brooke Nye, N-I-G-H. She is in central Indiana, and Brooke posted on our private Facebook page a fantastic video and a great example to everyone of how to invite people. It's a simple video, inviting them to her open house. She talks about directions, very friendly, professional-looking, does a little mini tour of the house, and this is just one of the ways to get more people to show up. We've been talking a lot about you know, everybody thinks about open houses getting buyer leads and keeping your seller happy, but really there's a lot of listings happening and listing appointments happening. As a result of following our open house coaching, there's a specific thing we talked about, how to monetize open houses, and Brooke is a great example of somebody taking it to the next level and making sure that people show up. Uh, let's see. We also have uh, lots, I think, probably two or three referrals happening on the Facebook page. So those of you who are members, check that out. Make sure you're not missing anything. And then I wanted to roll right into one of the several questions and requests that I have about this very topic, the listing presentation. Tim, these guys that are listeners and especially our coaching members, they are sharpening their listing skills. So I wanted to start out with an email from Joe Fair, P-H-A-I-R, who works in, I believe he is in San Diego area. Let's see, and Joseph says, Dear Tim and Julie, my name is Joe Fair, and I'm a broker associate with Keller Williams based in San Diego. I've been a premier coaching client of yours for the past two years. I've just recently started to use your listing presentation at appointments. Regarding this, I have two specific questions. My first question is that I am sending the pre-listing package with plenty of time for the sellers to review the information. Frequently, however, I'm finding the sellers are not actually reviewing the information. The response I get is that they, quote, figure we'll just review it during the meeting, and thus they come to the meeting unprepared. The pages do a great job of addressing their concerns, and yet the meeting is far uh, as smooth for me than versus how we presented in coaching, basically. What would be some good language to use in order to make them understand the importance of not just getting the pre-listing package, but reviewing it prior to me getting there? So we're going to talk about that, Tim. So, Joe, you've got a specific script for that. I do. do so, do Joe, now? this is on the web. This, this is on Harris Learning. 
and you should be calling prior to the appointment to confirm the appointment. Now, calling to confirm appointments I know can be a dicey behavior because sometimes they'll just try to waffle on you. So you've got to do this. It just really depends on the person, how solid of an appointment is. You guys know what I'm talking about. Well, if you don't, you will when you start setting more appointments. Sometimes you'll have somebody that you just kind of get the feeling they're kind of skittish, um, and then maybe that one you don't confirm. So on the ones that you're not going to confirm the day before, here's how you do it. When you are setting the appointment, this is part of the you know basic the the uh, you know prospecting script in essence. After you've set the appointment, then you pre-qualified. Then you basically after that, and Joe, make sure you're doing this. You tell them that you're going to send over a pre-listing package. Now, this is where you have to do a little selling. You have to tell them that it's critically important, almost you know to the point where you're being so dramatic it's embarrassing. Mr. Seller, it's critically important you review the information in that package before I get there. And and it's not it's very easy under, to understand, very simple. And the reason is is because it when you do that, Mr. Seller, when I'm over at your house, we can focus on what's most important to you. Which means that usually we can have all your questions answered and we can be moving forward in, you know, fifteen or twenty minutes versus if you don't read the pre listing pack, then it's basically could last over an hour. So really it's up to you. I'm I'm good either way, but I would suggest you read the pre listing pack. Something like that. So you really gotta emphasize to them the importance of reading it. Now, here's what I used to do, and you guys can do this too. When you have a um, prior to the appointment, now the confirming of the appointment be a little tricky on it. Mr. Seller, listen, this is Tim Harris with ABC Realty. I just wanted to confirm that you received that pre-listing pack. Yes, I got it. And, you know, could, well, can you go grab it, Mr. Seller? Listen to this script, guys. Can you go grab it, Mr. Seller? I want to make sure that I included a really, really important critical uh, piece of information there. You absolutely positively want to see it prior to me getting there. Okay, so then what you're going to hear is he puts the phone down, or if it's a cell, he's going to take it with him. Then you're going to see walk. Oh, you're going to hear him walk over, or her walk over to wherever the pre-listing pack is, and then you're going to hear them opening it for the first time. <laughs> That's what you'll hear. Remember, you're supposed to be putting these in FedEx Tyvek envelopes. You know the FedEx overnight packages. So you're going to hear them opening it for the first time. Then you're going to hear them pulling it out of the package. Remember, just two seconds ago they said they'd reviewed it already. Uh huh. So then they pull it out of the package, and then you say, Mr. Seller, do you see the thing in there? That says the Seller Survival Guide. It's a one form. It's a one pager with all the questions you should be interview using when if you choose to interview any other agents and also really gets to the heart of the questions that you need to be asking when determining who you're going to hire for the job of selling your house and they're going to see it because it's going to be right on there on top of the PLP and they're going to say he's going to say or she's going to say yes I see it okay perfect I just want to make sure I included it in there so listen I'll see you tomorrow at seven o'clock see what I just did there guys now if the appointments in the morning let's say you guys don't have a, a day window between when it's set and when you go then just do that like and let's say you set it in the morning the PLP gets delivered in the afternoon. Let's say they get home at 5:30 or whatever, and you you know the appointment is maybe at seven o'clock, something like that. You just have a real tight window. Still call and confirm when they're home and confirm that they got the PLP and that they've looked through it. All these things, if you skip any of these steps, Joe, what you're experiencing is because you're skipping steps. What happens is when you get to the seller's house, and I'm going to go in talking about the listing process. Um, when you guys get to the seller's house, and, and I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but after you've gone on the tour of the house, after you've walked around with the, dead, the digital recorder with the red LED, after you've asked the seven soft close, some to close questions as you're walking around, all that stuff, it's all part of the listing process, guys. Uh, again, I'm not going to get into it, but when you get back to the table, when you're sitting at the kitchen table, ask the seller to go get the pre-listing pack. 
it may be it might be sitting there already and the reason i want you to have them go get it is because then i want you to get it i want you to open it and then i want you to see what pages they pulled out i also want you to look to see if they actually used the seller survival guide if they interviewed other agents uh, and if you set up that form the way we ask you to or that page the way we ask you to you'll see they actually took notes when they're interviewing the other agents so you have at that point essentially <laughs> I mean, all the information you possibly could need. If you follow the listing process correctly from the beginning, you're going to know their motivation. You're going to know their time frame. You're going to know if you're competing. You're going to know what they think the house is worth. You're going to know every single aspect of what's going on in their head, and the pre-listing pack will do most, if not all, the selling for you so that when you get there, really what you're going to be focused on is just making sure you have some level of bonding with them you know, because they, they have to like you, and then you know, nail down the price. And once you're there, it's, it's your game to lose. The whole pre-listing, uh, the whole listing process starts with that initial contact when you call to make, uh, you know, basically when you call to set the appointment and pre-qualify them. Don't skip any of the steps, Joe. Otherwise, all you're doing is delivering a package of information with no real intent. They don't know what the point of it. You're not like the, the PLP is lightning in a bottle, as a lot of you guys are discovering. It's incredibly powerful. And for all you Weasley types out there that think you can steal it, it's totally and completely locked down and copywritten. So it's only licensed to be used by the folks that are paying members. So you guys use the whole process, not just the pre-listing pack on its, by itself is great. You know, it's, it's the best hammer ever, but you're going to need to know how to hold the nail, right? Or you're going to essentially not have the success that you guys should all deserve. And when you follow the process, even as a brand new agent, Julie, you had, didn't you have another testimonial or something that somebody uh, sent to you that was describing essentially the fact that there are, I mean, you told me about this like yesterday, I think. A brand new yeah. agent, first listing appointment. I don't have it uh, at my a, fingertips, but, but uh, actually like it was a more uh, – yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Go ahead. Uh, yeah, yeah. Brand spanking new agent, yes, uh, and basically was following the process, very coachable, had all of his ducks in a row. His first listing was like $1.1 million, and that person is also going to buy in the million-dollar range. Okay, so nice start to your real estate career, but one of the reasons that he was able to do that ignoring the fact that probably everyone around him was saying, well, you have to do your time. You're going to have to work buyers forever, and you know maybe someday you'll get a listing. No, nope. ignored all that, followed the coaching, took first listing, over a million. And I know that this is a real story because he actually sent me the MLS of it. So those of you who are naysayers, this is for real. Um, use the pre-listing package, use the presentation, and you know, not bad out of the gates with $2 million in volume plus on one transaction you know, in their first quarter of real estate. So the stuff works, guys, but you do have to follow a process. I always tell people that get the pre-listing package done, Tim, it's not enough to just get it done. You have to know how to present it when the individual pages come up, when people have questions. So, yeah, we're being pretty detailed with you guys because it matters, and it will save you a lot of stress, not just on each individual appointment, but certainly over the long term of your careers, if that's not important enough sounding. Yes, it is. So the bottom line, guys, is follow the process. You know, that's what ma is going to make the difference. That's what's going to get you guys into the end zone 99% of the time. Just follow the process. Don't overthink it. You know, don't I, every single day. And you have to get – it's very – I'm not going to mince words. frustrating to when I read about you guys who are changing it, who you're modifying it, who you're skipping steps, who you think somehow magically you can make it better. Don't act like that. That's just a recipe for disaster. Just follow the process. When you're new, it doesn't matter if you're a new agent or if you're new to our program or if you're new to listing houses. 
follow the process exactly. I know I want you guys to personalize and you know, internalize and personalize the scripts and the rest of it, but the pre-listing pack cannot be changed. The listing process cannot be changed. When you guys screw around with that, I cannot have any assurance whatsoever you're going to be successful getting the house. The whole process, every single aspect of it, is a very closely you know, it's honed, it's proven to work in all price ranges and all marketplaces. It's unique to us. Nobody else is, you know, guys, don't screw around with it. Um, and when you're learning the process, it doesn't matter if you've been in the business forever or not. And I, the biggest blockheads out there are those of you guys who have been in the business a long time because you have this habit of bringing in a bunch of other stuff. Oh, I went to this seminar, and I did this seminar, and 20 years ago I did this, and I'm going to pull it all in and combine it with Tim and Julie's stuff. No, don't do that. Keep our information as pure as possible. Learn to do it the correct way as perfectly as possible. Then after you start getting a rhythm to it, after you learn it, after you become confident, then I want you to personalize the scripts a little bit, but never change the listing process. If you skip one tiny little thing in the listing process, like what Joe is expressing, you're going to lose. I mean, it's really that simple. And the listing process is something that every single one of you guys can learn. Julie, I believe on the website you have like a little cheat sheet, don't you? Don't you have oh, yeah. something that it's basically is – yeah. I mean, it's detailed. essentially like a yes. checklist of all the things that happens. Okay. Yep. Yeah, so make sure that uh, you guys tools. are following all that. Yeah. Yes. Guys, listening look, tools. if you, you, all of you must be drilled down right now. All of you must be focused intensely on your real estate practices. All of you must be focused on, okay, look, here's the homework assignment for all of you. I'm going to give this to you at the wrong time of the call, but that's okay on the show. You can tell we do coaching calls all day because everything in my mind's a call. <laughs> so, Go to Zillow. Oh, yes, I know. You guys are always, you know, Tim and Julie don't like Zillow. I love the website as a consumer. It's awesome. I mean, I'll use Zillow all day long when Julie and I are looking for properties before I were realtor.com. Sorry, Zillow just works better. But go to Zillow, put in your major zip code or your city name, and then I want you, then it's going to show you guys the map with all the, the little dots on it. Then I want you guys to go to the filters. It's uh, you'll see that it's at the top of the nav bar, and I want you to hit the pull down and just click foreclosure, pre foreclosure, all that type of thing. And I want you to see what's actually happening in your marketplace. I did this extra. I talked about this in the podcast last week. I'm talking about it again today because I've been exposing more of our uh, private coaching uh, members to it. In every single market, no matter how much of a seller's market you guys think it is, no matter how much you're convincing yourselves that the market's a you know just crazy seller's market, and in a lot of you know segments. Of is there's still an increase in foreclosure? I'm sorry, notice the defaults that are happening across the country. Many of you have no clue what I'm talking about because you haven't been in the business for very long. But let me just summarize. What happens is the notice of default is filed by the bank after the person typically misses two or three payments. But in some states, it could be six payments. It could be a year. And we know behaviorally, once somebody's missed something like two payments, the probability of them retaining that house, bringing the mortgage up to date, and not going to foreclosure is almost zero. So when you see these notice defaults that are increasing all over the country, the only conclusion is, is that we are absolutely seeing a tipping point for what the direction of the market will be the second half of the year going into next year. We talk about this probably once or twice a week. I know we're the only ones in the industry talking about it. I appreciate the emails I'm getting from you guys where you're thanking us for you know basically saying this where nobody else is. Guys, I appreciate the praise, but guess what? It's worth nothing if you don't do something with this information. We were the only ones 
back in 07 that were saying, in late 06, that were saying there's a shitstorm happening in real estate and it's forming now. And people argued with us. People uh, said we were wrong. We got disinvited to speak at events. We were uh, absolutely positively treated like the redhead stepchild in the industry because we were saying something that nobody else wanted to hear. And we were right. I'm telling you what's happening now. Absolutely, positively, there's going to be another change. I don't know how severe it's going to be. I don't know if what the depreciation is going to be like. I don't know. I don't have any of those sort of windows into that. But what I do know is there's a change happening. Just look at the cracks. Look at the notice of defaults. Look at the, those types of things. So be ready. Don't be fearful of this change that you're experiencing because the greatest opportunities to help folks and make money are right now. The greatest opportunities for you to set yourself up for the rest of your life financially and possibly your generations after that happens right now. You just have to drill down and make sure you master the script. Don't hide from it. Don't just go to your next office meeting or a seminar where everyone's rah, rah, rah. Don't buy into that. Don't, be, don't listen to that. Look at the numbers. Face the fact that you have to master skills that are necessary so you can be a service to as many people as possible in a transitioning market. Um, that's where you're going to have the great. That's where you're going to feel the greatest and highest personal and financial rewards on your uh, on your time in this industry. I mean, that's it. You're right now. You're at the right place at the right time. So, Julie, let's drill down. Let's talk about um, the seven step listing uh, process. Yes. Well, perhaps the very most important step is the first one, which is to actually generate the listing lead. So if you are weak on that, that is what to focus on and to get help on. But let's just hover on that for a second. Remember, you have to accept that you must list to last. Listings are mental labor. Working with buyers is physical labor. Freedom comes from listings. You can simply handle more listings than you can buyer business once you understand the process. Being a listing agent requires more education, skill, polish, motivation, and perseverance than being a buyer's agent. But... Listing agents also make a lot more money, more consistently, and with less stress. So we're working on your mindset as a listing agent. And the fact is that lots of agents do the same volume and number of deals year in and year out because they're dependent on just listing you know, what comes to them naturally, the easy business. In order to get to the next level, you have to learn to not just work with people who you know, but also people who you don't. The more you start doing that, the more the process matters. It just makes sense. It also will take you to the next level. So let's go to step number one, generate the lead in the first place. Remember the spokes in the wheel method of lead generation. There is no one magic silver bullet that will solve all of your lead generation needs in spite of what people may be saying to you in your email and different offers that you've got on your desktop there. You must implement a minimum of five spokes of lead generation, perfecting, purifying, and pursuing until you are the best at each spoke. In order to sustain long-term, ever-increasing success, you must do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level, which often means doing more prospecting, more marketing, and more lead follow-up than you think you should be doing. If you struggle with lead generation, get help. It doesn't have to be feast or famine, real estate roller coaster of income. Commit to ending cash spurts and get into cash flow. It starts with getting great at lead generation. So that's a whole kind of bucket of coaching in itself. But let's go to step number two, assuming that you have the listing leads and you're setting your listing appointments, since this is about the listing process. Step number two, okay, and we could call this your first opportunity to lose the listing. 
follow up with urgency. Follow our 18 lead follow-up rules. We've done podcasts on that, starting with understanding urgency. Never end the day without following up on 100% of your leads. It doesn't matter if they came to you via email, voicemail, text, online. Follow up. And remember, there is no rule saying that because they emailed you, you have to follow up emailing them. It's always best to actually call. And secondly, remember that buyer leads are listing leads in buyer's clothing. Don't blow off your buyer calls just because you, quote, already have too many buyers or you're saying, I can't find them anything anyway. Use great scripts like, which home in the area do you plan on selling? And you can see, Tim, on our Facebook page how many agents are getting what they used to think were just buyer leads coming into their open houses. And as it turns out, it's one of the neighbors who they prospected and invited to the open house. Who is the next person to list in the neighborhood? So remember that buyer leads are listing leads in buyer's clothing. Would you like to add anything to that? Tim? Nope. Keep going through. I mean, these are great points. Keep going. Okay. So, and, and you can see that if you screw that up, I mean, it might be game over. So let's assume that you now get following up with urgency. Step number three, pre-qualify for both motivation and time frame. We're talking about both buyers and sellers. Now, here's the rule. Pre-qualify 100% of your leads, both buyers and sellers, 100% of the time, using buyer and seller pre-qualification scripts 100% of the time. So don't have different rules for different types of leads, right? Just because it was a direct referral doesn't mean that the spouse of the prospect hasn't also got a direct referral to a different agent. So many mistakes are made, Tim, when they have all these elaborate different rules. You know, I only pre-qualify up to a certain price range because, you know, I think it's rude to, to uh, try and pre-qualify somebody paying cash or paying over a certain price. Don't have all these crazy rules. Just 100% of the time, pre-qualify. We have pre-qualifying scripts, as you know, on our website for our premier members. Always know the following prior to listing appointments. And remember, we did a whole podcast series a couple weeks ago called Don't Go If You Don't Know. So I'm just going to summarize. Pre-qualify, especially for sellers, what do we want to know? Their time frame, their motivation. Are they also buying with you or someone else? Are they speaking with other agents? If so, how many, who, and how did they decide on those agents? And what is the price they have in mind, and how did they arrive at that price? I mean, that's a lot of stuff to pull out of somebody before you show up. But as Joe said in his email, you know, the pre-listing package does some of that, but it's going to be even better if you've gone through the questions and everybody's literally on the same page. Does that make sense, Tim? I mean, pre-qualifying is another I mean, again, black hole of mistakes, I think. Well, but it is. But if you just essentially print out the pre-qualifying script and you basically make it so it's sitting on your desk all the time so that when you get a pre-qual opportunity, you can just grab one of the pre-qual scripts and just kind of literally go through the script and use it as a fill-in-the-blank type thing, that will keep you on track. Now, again, as you guys uh, get essentially get to the point where you're uh, – consciously competent, if you guys don't mind me throwing in some Maslow there, and you essentially are able to get high levels of results without actually putting in any or much mental energy, you just got to that point, well, then you don't necessarily have to use a written down script because in your conversation, you're going to get all the n most important things. But again, guys, walking into a listing appointment without knowing, without having all the questions answered on the prequal script is a recipe for absolute disaster. And I have the only reason, if we just cut through it, if the only reason you you guys wouldn't want to do it. It's 
because you're fearful that asking what you deem to be tough questions will result in somehow you not getting the listing. In other words, you guys have essentially predetermined that by asking the questions you're supposed to be asking, it's going to result in the seller being uncomfortable and canceling with you. Well, guess what? If you're asking the questions you're supposed to be asking and the seller doesn't, and the seller does cancel the appointment, which will never happen, but if it were to, good, you just got your evening back and that seller wasn't motivated. I mean, that's the way to think about it. You know, and it, just by the very fact that you're following a process and you're asking questions, that in itself changes the nature of how that seller sees you versus every other agent because you are following something. They might not realize you're following a more professional approach, but the nature of their relationship with you and how you communicate is different. It is on a higher level, and you immediately are being uh, essentially put on a higher uh, you know, plane, if you will, in the eyes of those sellers. That's sometimes biased. That's one of the reasons that some of our newest agents that have never sold Jack, let alone listed anything, get listings because they follow the process precisely. Julie? Don't question it. They don't question it. I mean, I always have this vision, like, what if you went to the doctor because you got a cold, you know, and you, you're pretty sure yourself you probably got strep throat, but the doctor doesn't even bother to look at your throat. They just assume you've got an ear infection. Would you go back to that doctor? Probably not. We expect to be pre-qualified by pretty much everyone else we come into contact with. And yet, as real estate professionals, sometimes we get nervous or get weird about asking these ever-so-important questions, which incidentally are the same things that you guys complain about when you say things like, oh, that prospect screwed me. Well, they didn't. You just didn't ask the question whether they were working with another agent or whether they were looking in a different part of town or whether they were actually qualified or any number of other things that come out in the real pre-qualification script. So I think that it's not just about being professional for the client. It's also doing that so that you'll be treated back as the professional. Isn't that what we always hear from agents, Tim, that they wish that their time was respected more and that people would be more honest with them and all that? I think that agents have to own that and set the example versus expecting the public to somehow know how they're supposed to behave in a real estate transaction. I just think that's unrealistic considering that it's our job to help them versus their job. You know, what do they move average every five to seven years when all the rules change anyway? Why, why put the responsibility on the prospect? I just don't think that's fair. Anyway, back to you. No, I mean, that's really the bottom line. Guys, so just follow the process. Julie, do we have time for one more point? Uh, you do. I have to get ready for premiere, so I'll let you wrap, and I'll see everybody tomorrow. Okay, and I see you, Julie, already has some folks waiting on our premiere call. It's always best for you guys to attend the premiere call uh, early, and so you guys can get in your questions and have direct contact with Julie's premiere coaching clients. Make sure you're doing that. So listen, guys, uh, if you need us for anything, as always, just email me directly, Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. Um, it's very, very critical that you are all focused on the next step in front of you, but all, always be looking to the horizon. It's another way of saying uh, essentially hope for the best, but be prepared for the worst. Uh, some of you guys are misinterpreting our uh, optimism and our enthusiasm about this marketplace. You're completely missing the point. You're falling uh, prey to the belief that you can only make uh, money and when the market is going in one particular direction. And I assure you that you can make money and you can help folks no matter what direction the market is going. And additionally, I, in addition, I would say that you will, most of you, make more money 
provide you have the skill set necessary in a changing market because you're going to find whoever you deem to be your big competitors now, they're probably going to be very, very slow to adapt if they adapt at all. And if you guys are ahead of the herd, if you're ahead of the curve and you're adapting and you're paying attention to where the opportunities are in your marketplace, you guys will do what a lot of other agents did back 10, 11, 12 years ago and become, frankly, millionaires, if not multimillionaires, as a result of knowing the skills that other agents you know, don't have. So it really comes back down to the same thing. It's doing what you don't want to do, and you don't want to do it at the highest level. If you guys have yet to requ- uh, request your free coaching call with one of our new member coaches, just go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com. And when you do so, you're also going to be given um, uh, six of our free books. Some of you have participated in um, providing uh, agent profiles for our upcoming book called Harris Rules. Um, if you have not yet done that, go to uh, the private Facebook page uh, members and please do contribute your profile. We're going to be including as many of those in the book as possible. They're just kind of simple questions about you know, what it takes to make you successful, what brought you to real estate, stuff like that, kind of giving some more color to the industry. If you guys need us for anything, it's Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. Have a fantastic day. We'll talk to you on the radio tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.